The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. small cheese making company out of Smoky Lake making some big noise in the North American cheese world at last year's American Cheese Society competition. Ian Truer, the owner of Winding Road Artesian Cheese was hoping to learn a thing or two from the judges. Not only did he learn, but one of his cheeses came in second place in one of the categories. Now, this year's conference is in Pittsburgh. Ian heads there tomorrow, but he stopped in to see us first at 6.30. Chet, you know, normally you've got all the cheese out in front of you, uh, Ian, and normally when that uh, wafts up, I, I turn to my wife and go, oh, sorry. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> well, there's, there's quite a... There's oh, I love it. It smells so good. There. Does it? Oh, I think it does, yeah. Okay. And I think there, there, there's a difference here, Ian. And one of us kind of likes to try different cheeses, and one of us likes old classics. I, I like what I like. Yeah. I, and that's the way it should be with cheeses. I... I like what I like. I don't try to get anybody to... Well, I try to get people to try new things, but at the same time, if if you like cheddar, then I'm not going to begrudge you liking cheddar. I still buy cheddar. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Even though I make cheese. So Right. So curious to know, because when I was reading all about you and about uh, the company and, and, you know, the About You page on your, on your website, um, it said you wanted to be a paleontologist. How did you end up making, becoming a cheesemaker? <laughs> I think every little boy wants to yes. be a paleontologist. Uh, my my son, up until about uh, five years ago, wanted to be a paleontologist. Did you say every little boy wants to be a paleontologist? And, and little girls, too, because my daughter wanted to be one up until about a year ago as well, too. Uh, so. Something's funny happening up in Smoky Lake. I think most don't most children want to be police officer, fireman, lawyer, no. doctor? I think dinosaurs. That's a, that's a cool I guess. thing. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I my son was into it for a while. Sure, okay. Yeah. I think you might still be studying at a university. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm paying for. So yeah, so how did it? How did this cheese business begin? Uh, about ten years ago, I started out looking for a hobby because at that time I was working with the Army Cadet Program. I needed something that uh, most of my friends called my Army, working with the Army Cadet, my other hobby, because it was part time, and I was looking for something to do. It's that or make beer, and I don't really drink, so. And most of the beer recipes called for like a couple of dozen, and that would last me like a year, <laughs> if, not, if not longer. And uh, I've always loved cheese. I like to think that I run on cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just went back to a trip to Europe. I went with my family uh, when I was about 14, and that's when I discovered there's more than cheese whiz and string cheese. Because probably <laughs> up to then it was, you know, cheese whiz and, you know, craft slices. Yeah, pretty much. And then, it, which is funny because my mom grew up on a dairy farm, and but we still had, like, good cheese in the house, mm-hmm. but it, I always just gravitated towards, mm-hmm. you know, if I could spread it on toast, it worked. Hey, yeah. the cheese expert just said cheese whiz. I feel vindicated. I cook with cheese whiz all the time, and I love it. <laughs> Uh, you're from Smoky Lake. Now, is that? do you have a pumpkin-flavored cheese? Because is that not famously the, the Smoky Lake Pumpkin Festival? It's the Pumpkin Festival, yeah. It's the pumpkin capital of Alberta, and, and I get asked this quite a bit. But no, I don't have a pumpkin-flavored cheese. You need to look into that. I try not to put anything in my cheeses just because I want the, the flavors to show out. I do do a soft, spreadable cheese, but I, I salt it enough that people can make add their own flavors. Ah, okay. Again, because I want people to, to do their own experiments with it. If they feel like adding herbs or spices to it, then I kind of give them an indication on how. And I, I 
don't particularly like pumpkin spices. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere, starting in about I'm two sure months, right, is. or one month from now. So, Ian, you know, so, you, okay, so you found a hobby, but this hobby has turned into a career for you. You yeah. know, and that that's another step. I mean, there's there's the step from finding the hobby that you love and then turning your hobby into something that's going to make you money. Yeah, it was uh, like the, the company Winding Road. That's not about the road we live on because I live on a range road that's as straight <laughs> as an arrow. The Winding Road is about my journey because okay. it started out as a hobby. Then uh, through uh, a blogging uh group that I was part of called Cheese Palooza. I, I said the name as a joke and it stuck. Um, we started making a cheese of the month type thing okay. and I got to meet a local cheesemaker um, and then I started uh, doing some part-time work for them, coming out, helping them to run workshops. At the same time, I was also doing uh, private cheese making classes uh, just on the side because I was working at Nate at the time and in the print shop. So the, one of the running jokes with some of my friends was I was teaching every place but where I worked. <laughs> and um, from there, I uh, started teaching for Metro Continuing Education. Grand Prairie Regional College flew me up a couple of times to do some cheese making classes. And then um, um, I met my current business partner and we were working on making cheese making kits and using um, uh, Cardoon, uh, which is a member of the Thistle family, to set the curds instead of uh, like traditional microbial or animal rennet. And just out of the blue, the cheesemaker that I talked to uh, just kind of said, hey, do you want to, we want to retire, or do you want to buy us? Hmm. Oh, wow. And Timing. Yeah, it was weird because I just had, we sat down to a meeting and I said, this is what happened at work, this, this, and this. And oh, by the way, so-and-so said, do you want to buy us out? Mm. And we kind of looked at each other and went, well, instead of doing cheese making kits, why don't we prove that we could use this Cardoon uh, to make cheese itself? So what, what is so special about this Cardoon? It's a it's a plant-based uh, enzyme. So, um, and I've got nothing against animal rennet or microbial rennet. Uh, uh, they're great for making, that's what, rennet is what sets the curd turns it from like milk to like almost like a jello so it forms the curd uh the one thing with animal rennet there's no non-lethal way of extracting that enzyme mm. Mm. and uh lots of microbial rennet sometimes it gives bitter flavors so cardoon which is a member of the thistle family it's a cousin of the artichoke it uh it's been used in portuguese and spanish cheese making for centuries it's not really known in north america i'm the only one in canada right now using this wow. particular blend I, I have exclusivity with the manufacturer i'm also a consultant with them because i help them sell it to che u.s cheese makers just i need them to keep making it because that's <laughs> that's what makes our cheeses kind of unique i'm well. going to pretend i just understood everything you said <laughs> uh now my question is how long does it take to make cheese it all depends i have one that's ready in about uh, uh, five hours oh. from start to finish and then I have one that's aged about five months and it you know your your basic uh, we do this really fresh cheese called a casual fresco which is a Portuguese fresh cheese it within five hours it's ready to eat where, where do you sell your cheese uh, we I do farmers markets so I do the, the our main one is the uh, downtown's uh, farmers market 104th Street, uh, 104th street. Um, I do do the 124th street market on the occasional Sunday uh, Sunday is kind of my day off so I try to work that in and we've been really trying to do every other week at the Tuolagar market oh nice plus mm. we're in a few retail locations too so we're in the Italian center on the south side uh, we're also in two stores in Calgary uh, Sunnyside Natural Market the Italian center in Calgary so plus, how much cheese are you making a year that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I, I make about 80 kilograms a week. So 80 okay. times, you know, we take a couple of weeks off like this, uh, this week while I'm away, my, my assistant cheesemaker, Alex is working hard to do the deep cleaning and then it gives him a couple of days off as, as a break too. So we, we do about two shutdowns. A Th- this feels like it has dragon's den written all over it. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I, I, you know, maybe if we were looking to expand federally, then, but right now I, I just would like to get more Albertans eating our cheeses because not a lot of people know that there are some great cheesemakers mm-hmm. in Alberta. And I'm not just saying me, but there's some other. Well, you really know, it's funny ones. because we do a segment monthly called The Hoot in which uh-huh. uh, Rob Roach or uh, uh, Todd Hirsch come on, economists who talk at length about supporting small. Um, local businesses like this. So this is our opportunity to give you a a little support. So are we going to try some of these cheeses? (laughs) Oh, by all means. Um, Okay, have you washed your hands? Because I noticed you (laughs) you didn't bring crackers or anything. (laughs) What what are you cutting there? So this is the German butter cheese. It's like if... This uh, is the one you said I would like. Yes, it's like if uh, mozzarella and Havarti had a beef. Now, is it like wine? Am I supposed to sniff it first and wash it around in my mouth? You can, or you can actually make it pliable a little bit with your your hands, because you really want to serve cheese. This is called pre-chewing, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But you really want... Only the food competition. Trying to sound like an expert. (laughs) You really want to serve cheese at room temperature. That's one of the biggest mistakes that that people do when they they get cheese. Like, one of the things that, because of health... uh, Health services reasons. Thank you, best operator <laughs> in the world. I now have, ju- I now have crackers. crackers. <laughs> Is that a, offensive to you that I oh, put no. it? In? Okay. No, I, 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 even when it comes to asking people to tell me what they should drink with wine, uh, mm-hmm. cheese, oh. I say drink with what you like. So that's beautiful. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. So the like I was saying, one of the things is uh, it's like at farmers markets, I have to give people samples and they're cold. Yeah, and it kind of mutes the flavor. But if you allow it to warm up, you know the fats and the cheese and everything kind of mm. gets into a nice temperature. Well, I like and that. You, oh, thank you. You can taste it, and you like still taste it back and mm-hmm. back into your. The cracker's a little stale, but makers <laughs> can't be choosers. It's a it's a great meltable cheese. Like mm-hmm. we use it in place of mozzarella at the okay. house. So you know we we move from Edmonton out to the you know about a little bit more outside. of a tang though, a little bit more of a sharpness yep. to it than than mozza- normal mozzarella. Tastes like cheese to me, but yeah. but I liked it. <laughs> we actually have a, one of our chefs calls it mozzarella on steroids. Mm. <laughs> that is yeah. Can people... That is a good description. You you started doing this at home. To, you found a hobby. People do this as a... They, <laughs> and they, how do you do it? How do you start it? It, it's, uh, it, it involves uh, just a little bit of research. I actually researched cheese making for about two years mm-hmm. before I even told my wife I wanted to do this. And she just kind of shook her head and went, okay. Does the government come in and inspect you and give you some certification? Well, uh, when you're doing it at home, it's illegal for you to sell it. So when I was uh, making this, uh, doing cheese making as a hobby, it literally was a hobby and it was just, you know, for personal consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a licensed cheesemaker, I actually have been inspected by Alberta Agriculture, Alberta Health Services. They do their mm-hmm. quarterly inspections. I sent cheese out for testing on a regular basis. We actually even have our own in-house lab. So I can do my own quality control testing. So if something looks to me like it's not right, I can actually take it next door to our little lab and do the testing. 
test myself. You're a licensed cheesemaker. Yes. All I, right. hold, I hold what's called a dairy processing license. Be- from the before open. I try any more, can you produce that license? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the wall at work. I know. Yes. All right. Actually, yeah. Actually, we got in trouble for taking it to market one time. My oh. inspector oh, yeah. went, no, it's supposed to stay in the shop. That's why we laminate it. So it's waterproof. Oh, so. Good to know. so, Ian, um, what was the first cheese that you made that you thought, oh, this is good? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what the first cheese I was going to, I made, and I would have told you about the hockey puck. Uh, well, I know, that was kind of okay. Well, they would tell us about the first cheese you made. I put enough culture to set 800 liters of milk <laughs> in eight liters of milk and kind of made a hockey puck. Okay. So, so not so much. Yeah. Uh, what was the one, when, when you made one that you thought, okay, this is good, I might be onto something? Um, there's this one cheese that's similar to a cheddar. It's called a Carefilly. It's ready in three weeks, and uh, it's one of the first hard-pressed cheeses I ever tried. And I went, oh, okay, this worked, so let's try something next. different. So. Hmm. It is the and the one that we just had is it your best selling one you said it's the yeah, most popular the, one yeah the German butter cheese is one of our most okay. uh, weight wise I think we sell the most of that especially at farmers markets okay so alrighty Th- this one here that's spreadable I know we need to take a break and come back what is that uh, rind yeah what is that uh, it actually is uh, uh, do you have a penicillin allergy by any chance it's <laughs> <laughs> a great question <laughs> <laughs> no it's. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's based on a camembert, so it's got that penicillin candidum rind on it, but below it's got a little bit of vegetable ash on it. I do have a penicillin. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, he's just chicken. No, I really yeah. do, but I, but I'll try it. it. It doesn't give me a bad reaction. It. Uh Clears like, things up for you? Well, I, yeah. I, I, I always tell people, eat the rind, don't eat the rind. It's totally up to okay, you. So. Okay, well, let's take a break here. I want to taste uh, these other cheeses, and you can tell us about that. I also want you to tell us about the cheese that won last year and uh, what you're hoping for, what you're taking to the competition this okay. year, right after this. It's 2.50 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Ian Truer from Winding Road Artisan Cheese joining us in studio this afternoon. Heading off to the American Cheese Society competition tomorrow in uh, Pittsburgh. Last year uh, came in one of the categories, and there's lots of different categories, but one of the categories, you, you came second place. You went there to learn stuff, to try things out, and something actually won. Yeah, I'm actually I'm still kind of in shock over this. Um, uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to believe. Um, we submitted two cheeses last year, and one of them actually, you know, placed second, which was better than I had hoped. So how many how many were in that particular? competition or category? Uh, in our category, there were 72 cheeses. Wow. And those would be from across North America? Or? Across North and South America. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, we scored 98 out of 100 uh, on, on the cheese, and we missed out first place by half a point. So hmm. the winning cheese was 98.5. And is it in category, like taste, presentation? I mean, what? There's, uh, the way it's judged is there's two two judges per per category or per, uh, yeah, per category. One's called a technical judge, and they start you out with 50 points. And they deduct a point for whatever they perceive as a flaw. 
And what would be perceived as flaws? Uh, I lost a flaw because they the cheese was a little lopsided. I lost a point okay. uh, for that. Hmm. Um, and then there's the aesthetic judge. So they give you up to 50 points for nice things. Mm, okay. So they like the flavor. Uh, I lost a point uh, because the color of the rind wasn't, wasn't even. There was a little bit of a motley color okay. to it. And again, that's just, we send huh. eight cheeses for them to, and they only pick one out of the eight to judge because you have to send a minimum uh, minimum weight. And so what you were saying, though, is that all of your cheeses for this competition are already down there and they're being judged right now. Right. The uh, We had to have them all in Pittsburgh by Friday, last Friday, and then uh, they, will ju- they judge them on Monday and Tuesday. And they don't want cheesemakers there because they'll sit there and go, <laughs> hmm, how did we do? <laughs> yeah. So the one that won last year, tell us about it. Uh, it's uh, it's a little wash rind cheese, meaning we, uh, we wash the rind on a regular basis with just a simple salt brine that really forms the rind of the cheese and kind of gives it some unique colors. Sometimes wash rind cheeses can be a little on the stinky side. (laughs) Uh, We've tried to dial that back on it because we found out in Alberta, even though it's an awesome flavor, people can't get past the it's like the, the stinking bishop I was telling you about. Exactly, well, stinking bishop cheese, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so cheese ripens from the outside in. Okay. So by washing the rind, we actually speed up the uh, the ripening process and allow the proteins to break down. So this cheese can have, in the winter time, has a little bit of a fudgy like texture. But mm. as we get into the summer, it gets kind of soft and mm. gooey and. Kind of almost like a brie, but without being a brie. So what's the name of this one? So it's called RDB, and those are my grandfather's initials. Okay. Uh, Raymond Denzel Benoit. He was a dairy farmer in Quebec up until about 1969 when he decided he'd had enough of farming. Because as he put it, other than that government-sponsored trip to Europe in the 40s, he had been farming <laughs> since he was six. <laughs> All right, well, let's try this. And while Andrew and I are trying this cheese, um, tell us what you're taking, what, what's at the competition this Sure. So we we uh, resubmitted the RDB okay. um, because they I want to uh, see how it would stack up this year, and then uh, we submitted the German butter cheese mm-hmm. as well. Nice. Uh, our Highland Hall, which is uh, our pyramid shaped Camembert. Thank you. Which is which is uh, the one that we just tasted with right. the ash. And the Highland Hall is actually uh, named after a stone hall that's two kilometers south of our property. It's a historic site in the county, and from what I understand, it just received provincial historic status. Okay. It's part of the old Ukrainian National Hall system. What do you think, Andrew? Mm, I don't know. I, I'm trying to... And not that I don't like it. I'm trying to figure out the taste. It, it's sort of... Mm. Almost like a cured meat. Yes, it's got a meat type. T- yes, that's that's what that's what we're going for on that one. So, hmm. and that actually has to do with the culture. Hit me again, use. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I want now that I ex- know what to expect. Thank you very much. There you go. Hmm. It's quite mild. It is, and um, that's that's one of the things. Sorry, there it just kicked up. Yeah. It's sort of smoky, meaty. So when you first put put it in your mouth, it's actually quite mild, and then mm-hmm. it, it almost builds. Mm-hmm. That is lovely. Oh, thank you. It is nice. So we're uh, we're you know I'm I'm going in with no expectations mm-hmm. this year because you know I know uh, there's a there's a few friends of mine that started cheese businesses in the states, and I know they're going to be in the same okay. category. And just from seeing some of the pictures on Instagram, because we're all Instagram buddies, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure competition is going to be tough this year. It is every year, and I'm still surprised that we 
got our award last year. Well, best of luck to you, and thank you for coming in and sharing this uh, labor of love with us. And I think Andrew is... Are you mind open a little bit on on some different cheeses? Why am now? I always the caveman? You got to drag <laughs> no, no, into no. this because you said you <laughs> didn't. You hadn't tried well, cheese I, like I, this. I, That's I, all. I'm too old to experiment. But if it comes right to me, I'll try it. But it's, you liked it, didn't you? I it did like good. it. I, li- yeah. I liked all of them. I liked actually this one the best. Oh, what, thank you. What is that one? That one's called Highland Hall. It's right. A I like that one the best because I understood it. <laughs> You spread it on a cracker and eat it. Now, are all of these, um, are they meant to eat alone? Can you eat crackers, meats, pair them, all that sort of stuff? Do you have recommendations or whatever people like? Whatever people like. I, I've been known to cook with all these as well. Mm. So it's, uh, I mean, the uh, the RDB, when everything's on, uh, uh, when everything's clicking, especially during the summer, when it's a really nice and soft at room temperature, you can cut the top off and scoop it out like chip dip. <laughs> hey, do you ever get invited over uh, to somebody's house in an unrelated uh, social <laughs> situation and see the cheese they serve and think... Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I I learned a long time ago not to judge on people's cheese making choices, <laughs> especially whenever I can still get it. I do like cheese whiz on hot dogs. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice. <laughs> Ian Truer from Winding Roads, uh, Winding Road Artisan Cheese joining us. You can follow on the website as windingroadcheese.com as well. You have a blog that is uh, much to do about cheese.com. Website has a lot of great stuff. 124th Street Market, 104th Street Market uh, on Saturdays, um, and the Italian Market. I know what I'm going to be looking for. Ian, thank you so much, and best of luck. Well, thank you very much for having me. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.